This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to Hit the Road. This is India's number one podcast for all you cycling and triathlon enthusiasts. My name is Rohan Takar, and it's a pleasure to be back with another exciting episode. Exciting because uh, today's episode is all about journeys, and the person that I have with me is full of experiences because he's been in the field of endurance sport for the last twenty years, uh, doing marathons, Ironman events, doing several triathlon events, and also. Of course, he is the person responsible for bringing global triathlon event that is the Ironman 70.3 Goa in India. I'm talking about Deepak Raj, who is also the founder of Yoska. His journey started uh, around 20 years back when he was an unfit uh, 95 kilos person who entered in the endurance sports and uh, soon represented India in Ironman World Championship in Kona, Hawaii in 2017 and is also going for in 2021. He's the only Indian representative uh, in International Triathlon Union World Championship. The achievements that he have Uh, received and the efforts that has uh, taken to go there is just the tip of the iceberg that i have mentioned and it's a pleasure to have deepak today uh, to talk about your experiences and journey thanks rohan thank you for the opportunity and uh, appreciate it so amidst the pandemic you got a chance to participate at the apac uh, ironman champs in uh, canes so how was that experience Yeah, I was lucky enough to uh, have done actually two Ironmans this year. I did one in New Zealand oh, wow. just when the pandemic was sort of you know hitting through other countries. So that was just the first mm-hmm. few days in March. I managed to get that race, okay. and then uh, one more in just end of September uh, because Australia had slowly started to recover, and also uh, you know uh, the racing season had slowly opened up. So obviously, it was right. very different from other races. because uh, i mean in terms of the general experience it was mm. much the same i think uh, anman uh, uh, had taken care of a lot of things and uh, we also had known that because we also are mm. working with anman for our own event uh, and right. the race was sort of moved and almost cancelled and new dates and and until a few weeks before the actual race uh, we never knew mm-hmm. whether the race will eventually happen but i just kept training as if the race would happen and if it kept moving the dates kept moving that's fine i was just kept on training right mm-hmm. so it was uh, just maintaining that focus was important otherwise it's very easy to uh, give up training or take the season off i didn't want to do that uh, so mm-hmm. obviously no swimming for a couple of months meant it was hard because i'm not between swim bike and run that's the one which i sort of you know i have to spend a bit more effort to maintain form right. technique conditioning uh but mm. one of the things which helped me was uh, uh sometime late last year starting november december i just started to swim every day you know just to focus on my form and technique and i kept the streak going for almost uh, i think about 120 130 days until covid caused the pools to close so i think mm-hmm. that helped me to uh, and i just get my swimming to certain level it wasn't too much it was sometimes it could just be a 20 minute swim or a 30 minute swim but it was just the a uh, regularity right. was helping by you know put through mm-hmm. so that helped even when we couldn't swim for a couple of months so that was good right. it helped me mm-hmm. um, a small gym in my garage meant i could still do a bit of uh, you know basic training out there and uh, i bought mm-hmm. a treadmill so i could sort of run indoors i cycle a lot of my training anyway indoors so uh um, okay 
that that all set up helped even though after some time we were able to sort of turn train outside on our own and keep our distances mm. and all that i think i just right. tried to make the most out of the the day and that's what it came mm. down to and uh, yeah i had a had a had a good race um, so the race itself is pretty hard with the heat and the humidity and uh, it's a different time right. of the year it was supposed to be in june but the race was moved to late september mm. which meant a little more closer to summer in australia uh, but yeah uh, overall uh, uh, pretty happy with uh, you know managing the sort of the pandemic time training through it and actually racing through it and you know coming out of it right uh, that's great i love what you said uh, that you are ever ready uh, no matter what date uh, uh, the event was but you kept yourself ready throughout so i want to know about uh, you know your mindset uh, so when you started 20 years back what was it and uh, now that you have done so many races uh, i think more than 100 if we take account of it so what do you think what has changed in the last uh, so many years i think uh, the, the mindset of you know, respecting the distance and the conditions uh, mm-hmm. i think except for the first race because i didn't know what to expect ever since that first race i think i definitely have uh, i think that's something which has stayed consistent now i know you're asking mm-hmm. me what's changed but if i really see what's what stayed the same that's the same whether it was my first ever marathon i tried in 2000 or whatever to my first ironman to my recent one i think mm-hmm. uh, in general uh, you know respecting the the conditions the distance and you know just staying disciplined on on that goal uh, mm-hmm. i think that's something which has helped me uh, what's changed mm-hmm. is i think i've got a bit more comfortable with uh, with the routine uh, and mm-hmm. uh, you know and uh, comfortable with the overall process of you know uh, just focus on small things taking it you know all the cliches you hear about taking one workout at a time one day at a time yes leave yes. all that you know all that are no longer sort of you know cliches those are just sort of very mm. much imbibed and you know i'm trying mm. to make it as part of the process i think that's definitely mm. changed with every race um, mm. i don't get too caught up between a bad workout or even a bad race or a bad part of the race where you've really had a really bad swim or a bike and you have to put that behind and still mm. race and put through i think that's significantly changed and my uh, my ability to focus on the process has definitely with every race improved and that's that's definitely you know uh helping me uh, and i think that's mm-hmm. very important because uh, uh, otherwise you can have all the preparation you want but if you don't execute properly on race day um you know uh, yes. you'll be uh you'll be obviously disappointed with the the results right absolutely so what goes in your mind uh just before your race day um uh, I think in general uh, being very grateful and thankful of the opportunity of you know showing up mm. on race day you know a lot of uh, mm. effort has gone in a lot of people around you have supported it family friends mm. and things mm. uh, and uh, and I don't take it as you know pressure of you know having to do this because I have put it I just uh, you know look at it as you know give the best and mm. let's see what happens at the end of the day I have got caught up with numbers and targets and all those things in some early part of my races where you know like thinking i have to swim in this time i have to bike in this time and mm. i have to finish in this time which is very common for us to have targets i, I mean i do have yes. some high level targets but how do you know the swim is going to be choppy or you know really rough it means mm. you could be swimming a 110 or a 120 or a 105 you don't know 
now yes. how could you come out of the swim to say oh my god today is not the day i've, I've already lost 10 minutes how am i going to make my targets that's that's not mm. how it should be right i have had some mm. races and days like that where uh, you almost uh, you know sort of uh, don't put your best effort you're not giving up but you you yes you're almost uh, you know subconsciously you're not putting your best effort uh, even though you're mm. trying hard i think mm. uh, so i don't think about all those i just look at it as uh, it's another day another opportunity to to you know uh, mm. enjoy with you know hundreds of people around you with a good reward at the end of it and uh, yes. it's a good milestone that's all mm. it is uh, i'm mm. obviously a little more relaxed compared to maybe the early first race where i was obviously very tense about meeting cut off times and all those things uh, but mm-hmm. uh, but now uh, definitely going in uh, you know more focusing on the process and you know enjoying the day but yes going right. hard also i mean it's it's a race mm. at the end of it of course so have your goals changed over the last 20 years or is it uh, static or uh, how is it like for you uh, i think uh, the goals have changed or refined like when i first took up running i had zero experience and my only goal was i did go with two goals with my first race in 2000 this was berlin marathon So first mm. first goal was to finish the race second goal was can i yes. go under 5 hours right so so <laughs> yeah. i i did i managed to do a 457 or 458 or something like that which i was extremely happy with obviously mm. very very ill advised training and very it's not the most best of preparation and uh, you know sort of yeah. you know signing up at the last minute and not enough experience or that but over the years uh, i think uh, uh, my goals have changed to you know one is make it a lifestyle i think that's been a goal uh, make it a lifestyle mm-hmm. and you know uh, build the life around it was was a larger goal which i'm okay. you know uh, on along the, the journey still continues i don't think i've you know, right. reached or hit all my goals mm-hmm. uh, when mm-hmm. it came to running i had a goal of running a sub 4 a sub 3 qualify for boston you know when when i sort of ticked all those boxes i i want right. to, I, i figure out a few newer goals but uh, mostly mm-hmm. around the ironman it was about qualifying to kona and then you know trying to you know uh, i want to want to get my swim bike and run times to a certain thing i want to uh, so those goals mm. are you know a little bit time based uh, but mostly right. it's about just getting better and, uh, mm-hmm. and obviously going back to kona was another goal which again now that you uh, know i've i've gone through it it's about going back to kona and doing better than what i did last time when i was at kona is sort of my next goal um, right yeah uh, that that's where i am right now hmm hmm so when you say uh, to make uh, this activity your lifestyle so how does one do that i think uh, you, we all you don't necessarily have to do ironman triathlon to stay healthy and fit right so i just hmm. uh, i just started to take up running and for me signing up for a marathon meant i had to eat well to be able to train well not the other way around right, right? it's not like now mm-hmm. that i'm training i can go eat what i want right it forced me mm-hmm. to think about how i eat uh what time i get up and you know how much time i you know take care of things and organizing my life around it and things right so all those habits and routines fell into place right mm-hmm. so so that's that's the best part of uh, you know staying in the sport and staying active right in addition yeah. to you know enjoying the company of others who are training and you know getting a high from racing and all those things are there but the biggest thing mm. is that so the best uh, the key thing for people to look at it to make it part of their lifestyle is you know, figure out what you like doing if it's running or cycling or tennis or it doesn't matter what it is 
and right. see if that is sustainable on a daily weekly basis with respect to everything around you because mm. uh, you might like something really a lot but if you can't find the time or the energy or the schedule or the logistics to do it it becomes hard right so slowly add mm. on to it make small changes eat better sleep a bit more and you know trying to mm. take away time to do this compared to maybe something else right uh, i mean maybe it's mm. less tv maybe it's less socializing but i don't right. need to say it's a boring life but your social life mm. or the circle Balancing changes it. right you're talking mm. to different people different different groups yes. uh, so mm. and yeah make those small changes which you start liking it and so that you can sustain it than mm. trying to turn your life upside down because something is coming up down the line mm-hmm. Uh, so now are you a full time professional athlete or are you doing uh, or is there something else as well as an athlete i mean this is not my i mean i have a full time job of uh, you know running yoska and training people yes, and uh, we hmm. have an, we have organizing races so uh, that hmm. is my full time job yes i do hmm. i do have flexibility in terms of when i can train Uh, mm. but it is i it's i'm not i mean i'm not on par at least in terms of ability with other professional athletes but even in terms of mm. time uh my key thing is to you know uh grow your skill to what i would like it to be uh right. it's been a great last 7 years 7 years this has been mm. my full time thing since i quit mm. this is after about 14 years way back in 2013 so the last 7 mm. years has been this uh and yes i like to stay relevant in the sport and not just come across academic or theory oriented that's something we and all the coaches at yoska you know i as i we need mm. to be relevant in the sports so that is it but secondly it also you know keeps me active and you know it gives me right. gives me the energy mm. for other things so that's mm. the reason mm. I, i will continue to do this yeah yeah so the reason why i ask this question is because um, majority that is the 99.99% people who uh, attempt at or who make this a part of their life uh, do a full time job as well so i wanted to know how does a week in your life look like yeah i mean uh, it's not too different i mean compared to like even when i go back to my emphasis days i still was mm. a, a full time job and i had still done uh, i think i was still training you know the same amount of time as what i'm training now or maybe even mm. more in some cases now i think i've got a bit more uh, you know uh, i'm i'm spreading out my training and i'm sort of you know uh doing it a bit more effectively as opposed to that so i think mm. uh, a typical week look definitely there is still a weekend right there are two days of a weekend so i've always yes. even during my corporate days and now uh, one of them would be mm. you know sort of a major training day and another day would be a family day right so which means mm. you know it might be completely rest day or you could wake up early go for a swim or a bit of a run or if you can and then the rest mm-hmm. of the days with family if they want to go out or whatever it is uh, that's been a good balance i think it's important to manage that uh, um, because they they are very supportive of you of so many things during the week i think it's mm-hmm. important to maintain that balance that's a good way to take care of that uh, on a weekday you know obviously waking up early helps uh, training a bit in the morning uh, before your work day starts and you don't need yes. too many hours sometimes some days it is just an hour hour and a half some days it's two hours uh, and mm. that's about it it's not like you know four hours every day or something like that you don't need to train so much uh, you don't necessarily have to train 25 30 hours or whatever even if you're trying to aim for a full ironman uh, obviously mm-hmm. the cycling is the biggest part which takes a bit of time and that's where the big 
day on the weekend comes in right uh, but yeah i try to get all my training done in the morning then my work day starts and my work day goes long because of time difference and running a startup and so many things happening uh, i try mm. to you know try to get some good amount of sleep which have which i've been guilty of not taking care properly especially given the sort of workload uh, but otherwise yes. you know early start get your training done get on to work and you uh, know and uh, we can split it up between family and a big training day uh, mm. that's how the typical week looks like and um, right. and uh, yeah this is the usual things of work and picking up mm. kids from school and everything else on on a daily mm. on a daily basis mm. uh, everything built in mm-hmm. so do you recommend someone to uh, Uh, do this workout in the morning or uh, before the work starts or after work uh, so i for one i i am someone who does this after work yeah now there is no uh, right or wrong answer uh, in my case i feel what happens after 5 pm is a little less out of our control compared to what happens mm. before let's say 7 p 7 am correct mm. so that's mm-hmm. the only reason i say that there is no you know your energy your calorie burning or other things no i mean there could be reasons of better time to train but it's purely down mm. to practicality your logistics your schedule right mm. you have your morning in your control most of the times right so Got i it. think better to get that done because you don't know what may come up in the evening and you might miss it occasionally but if you mm. are somebody whose routine is a little more predictable and you can get the workouts done in the uh, middle of the day later in the evening no mm. worries at all i think it's perfectly fine uh, the only mm. thing i i feel is between it's a swim bike and run or for that matter whatever is your thing if you feel you're not fresh enough for a certain workout like swimming i was i was definitely finding it hard to get a good swim workouts or consistently improve my conditioning that's something which helped me to do it sort of first thing in the morning when i'm a little more fresher and my focus is a little more uh, that mm. you know, that sort of helped me uh, but otherwise uh, you know nothing else there are quite some days where i've done a long ride between 7 in the evening mm. to 11 in the night right 4 hours sitting on the bike trainer right so so there are times mm-hmm. we all do that uh, and uh, as long as you get through that and get a good amount of sleep and ready for the next day uh, it doesn't matter when we do that hmm got it got it so you being a coach uh, i'm sure a lot of people might be approaching yoska uh, to seek coaching what is something that you notice that uh, athletes who come or who seek coaching to anyone something that is wrong in their routine or something that is wrong in the activity that they do or the intensity which they do so is there any pinpoint can you pinpoint something that is uh, wrong as a collective i think a couple of things one is uh, when people don't get the results they want they go and train harder more wanting mm. the results i think that's very common that's something i've mm. noticed second mm. uh, they move on from one either you want to call it philosophy ideology framework structure whatever from one to another too soon right they hear mm. something about somebody and that works for him brilliant they immediately try that and if sort of works yeah. doesn't work they again they hear something else they get very easily influenced again mm. all their friends are saying it you know with the right reasons right they want to help right but at yeah. the same time there is nobody looking at it to say what works for that person and and it's also be a bit patient so one is mm. people going and doing more and more and more of harder work to get better which i think is is a common cause of injury and you know mm. stagnating and things like that 
And second is trying too many things and not necessarily forming a bit of a structure around that. Uh, and mm. I would say the third one is uh, it's good to get motivated from others and get inspired from company around you. But uh, but I think the peer pressure of somebody did this, I also need to do it is great. Mm. But give mm. yourself enough time, take some professional advice or, you know, go about it the right way. Uh, rather than you know just uh, going along with it types Uh, that i've seen Mm. is a very 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 frequently occurring thing which which is very and and what results out of it is either an injury or a disappointment in terms of the race and uh, maybe you know not the right foundations uh, early on especially when you're moving into a new sport or stepping into some uh, you know uh, higher bigger goal you know stepping mm. up from a half marathon to a full marathon or doing a mm. 200k brave and then moving on to a 300 or a 400 you know whatever those stepping stones mm. are mm. i think those are mm. some common things i've noticed yeah and especially when it comes to triathlon so uh, majority of people who uh, come to triathlon uh, they have had some past experiences of either cycling or running or swimming so that's how they have uh, come to this path True. And uh, in most cases, they also, what I've noticed is somebody might be a very good runner and he got from running X to Y in terms of his conditioning in, let's say, in six months, Mm. he expects the same in a swimming, which is Mm. going to be very frustrating for him. Right. And Mm. cycling, you might make a lot of better progression and you might expect same results in running. Right. It doesn't take long for somebody to ride 100 kilometers. When I say you can buy a cycle in a couple of weeks, I can get him riding 100 kilometers. Not an issue. Hmm. I cannot hmm. say the same for getting somebody to run even 15 or 20 kilometers, right? Or swimming hmm. 500 meters to a kilometer. So very different sport and very different trajectory. Uh, and some people, uh, and most people are going to take a little more time in one of them out of the other two. So mm-hmm. it's it's good to carry over uh, whatever experience you have in one part of that discipline of triathlon, let's say a swim, bike or a run on to the other two. Uh, but at the same time, uh, treat each of them with the sort of you know respect and the uh, and the nuances it comes with and mm. and you know appropriately plan otherwise you're going to be disappointed frustrated and you know somewhere injured right. because you're trying something which you shouldn't be mm-hmm. got it i was just going through the list of achievements that you have had so far and it's really amazing and to look at it you mentioned to me that you are among the only Indian athlete to receive a gold status in global Ironman uh, rankings. And uh, we see a lot of young buds coming from India, a lot of people who are starting out right now. Um, what should a beginner triathlete aim for? Uh, what path he or she should take? Uh, I think, look, first of all, I think people need to recognize and understand that, you know, there's not too much per se Mm. money in the sport Mm. from a professional perspective. Okay. So I think Mm. that's an important thing to establish, whether it's in India, it's Mm. not because it's in India, same in any Mm. other country, talk about US or Australia or anything. It's not like, you know, uh, obviously the people you pay to participate. (laughs) Yeah. One is you pay to participate. And if you do become Mm. a full-time professional also, it's mm. not like you get a fixed salary or, you know, the race prizes winnings are not going to be, they're going to be far mm. and wide, right? Unless, yep. uh, you know, so the amount of 50 professionals compete in Kona every year, but there are, okay. I'm sure 300, 500, I don't know, more than that mm. who are active in the sport, 
right out mm. of that 50 get to go to kona professionals mm. and then maybe mm. you know one of them wins a few other make yeah. a name for themselves and they get a few signings mm. and brands and things they get a lot of support but it's a yes. you know, so if people are looking at it as a professional things to make money out of it and things you know just i think it's important for people to understand that it's not really the place and that but if you are looking at it to you know get better and you know take it as a you know as a serious sport and things absolutely i think go for it uh important thing is to make sure you get the fundamentals of form technique and build a good platform uh mm. obviously you would have already been into one of those three if you are already yes. thinking about triathlon it it may need not mm. be but you know in most probability one of them would want to transition from you know my running's good but what's next goal for me and maybe they look at triathlon the same for cyclist or a swimmer so that's mm. fine uh, i think that's important and if somebody is really starting up you know aim for a small distance triathlon whether it's sprint or olympic distance build your way towards it and then keep stepping up and also you know yes. obviously follow a structured training program be patient with it uh, mm. and you know go after it there are there are going to be local events next year i know this year has been different uh, it's a good yes. way to you know dip your toe in the water get your mm. feel of it and then slowly build into other events and mm. you know, and then you know sky's the limit with respect to what events you want to do what all you want to achieve and there are so many uh, goals and milestones people can go after there is the itu circuit where you can go into the olympic distance triathlons and you know qualify for the itu world mm-hmm. champs there is the ironman triathlons there is long distance triathlon uh quite a few things for uh, people to you know keep looking at you know the next big hmm. goals hmm hmm you mentioned that it's not always especially in a field that uh, you are in right now uh, the field of triathlon so it's not about uh, being a professional it's about doing what you what you do with uh, happiness and with uh with a passion to be better at what you do right now uh, people always talk about uh, you know success glories and wins and uh, this medal that medal a ranking a global ranking but uh, can you talk about some of your losses and how you overcame them yeah i mean uh, when i first ran my first marathon uh, i mean for me uh, that was a big milestone finishing mm. a marathon and finishing under 5 hours and i remember mm. after that okay writing my goals and saying you know i need to run a sub 4 hours now mm. taking 57 or 58 minutes off it was not easy but i trained hard and mm. i did all the things i got a little better at structured training mm. things but then i remember uh, next year berlin again on track but i had not taken care of uh, you know pacing myself and things and i think mm. i uh, i was i was well on track i think i was a bit ahead of track and that was the mistake and i ended up right. uh, you know hobbling my way to a 412 or a 418 whereas i wanted to do mm. a sub 4 and again mm. a few months after that again going after it and then 423 you know obviously i was not doing something right so obviously yes. those were all uh, i mean in the context of broader things uh, it mm. may look like a small setback but it was a quite a big one because at that time all i was doing was running and unlike mm. uh, unlike a shorter races like 5k and 10k you can't go so if you know redeem yourself or you know go and correct yeah. yourself very quickly you'll have to mm. wait sometimes 6 months right mm. so obviously worked hard and you know got through and you know obviously taught me to be a bit more patient go back to the drawing board you know just learn a bit more uh yeah. you know, train a bit better take care of hydration nutrition and staying patient with it 
uh, and mm. then eventually did a 359 after a few months of trying right so the same thing with iron man wow. i remember uh, trying to go under 11 hours i think for 3 years in a row i think i i, I did 11 hours 1 minute 40 seconds i did 11 hours 50 seconds i did 11 hours in 29 seconds i never could get under 11 hours and i mean mm-hmm. you train almost for a year and and you just didn't get through to what you would like to right so so it uh, those 3 years were a bit hard because i thought everything i was doing as much as i could but mm. just not uh, maybe executing well or whatever ran running out of fitness on the day or whatever it may be so mm-hmm. had that um, there have been some really bad races i remember uh, my 2017 pasilton where i think i i i had a couple of flat tires punctures but during that whole period of 30 40 minutes where i was having issues with my bike i never drank water i didn't pay attention to it and it came back to hurt me in the run and i was pretty much mm-hmm. taken into a medical tent and I, mean, i was a bit dazed and things they were there to ask my name and what the date was you know usual things to make sure that right. i'm really uh, up to it types but uh, managed mm-hmm. to sort of you know recoup and then sort of you know finish the race so there have been some tough days like that there been injuries during training uh, or endurance sport we are always on the edge of it yes uh, i remember uh, not being able to run for almost a couple of months even before yeah. uh, even before canes i think i went about two months where i had injuries and i did some water running so mm-hmm. i just went to the pool and did some water running as opposed to normal running to sort of you know keep through with it and uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, it all uh, it all makes us a bit more uh, sort of you know stronger so as to speak and uh, but, but yeah maintains mm. helps uh, to keep the focus on the bigger goal uh, we all have setbacks yeah. uh the biggest mm. thing is how quickly you snap out of that sort of low period and move on yeah mhm i'm really curious to know how does a world championship look like what's the uh, i'm sure the adrenaline is always high in that race but what does that what does the competition look like what does the environment look like in this uh, scenario yeah i think uh, it's i mean for me kona was like you know you hear about it you've read about it you've seen videos mm. and heard about the race courses yeah. the roads and the finish lines and the people who have mm. finished and to actually be with them mm. and to yeah. run across ali drive and things like that that was very special and kona especially in 2017 uh, i mean there are like 2 and 3000 people best of the best out there and the fact that you're just mm. out there in and it's a mass start and, and uh, you know the 2000 or 2500 people uh, starting mm. the swim together when the cannon goes off in the background and you're like wow it's 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 actually happening types so mm-hmm. that was good and you know holding the india flag in the parade of nations was a very special and you know quite a proud moment for me uh, both in kona and also in the itu international mm-hmm. triathlon union world champs i think the parade of nations that was uh, you know yeah uh, i mean we would love to have a lot more indians out there but it was good mm. to good to represent india amongst 5000 odd people uh, so so those are all special moments and you know having my family out there watching me and all the friends and all the well wishers who have supported me for a number of years who have played you know a part in mm. actually getting there and enjoying that moment i owe a lot to all of those people so it's special mm. and uh, yeah that's what keeps you going right you want to go back there to sort of you know savor yeah. that moment again and, mm. uh, amazing amazing
there are a lot of events uh, in triathlon which are uh, other than the ironman circuit so what are some of these notable events that you would like to be a part of in future um i think uh, i had never done even an i had never done an olympic distance triathlon until mm-hmm. uh, i think i'd done about 17 ironmans and i'd never done an olympic distance triathlon so i eventually uh-huh. said okay you know what uh, time to do some olympic distance triathlons and qualify for the itu world champ so that was another goal which i had wanted to sort of put through so that was a good mm. sort of you know segment and an area for me to sort of you know it's not a branching off yeah. it's still triathlon mm. but mm. you end up going a lot harder in the swim bike run compared to an ironman so the training right. for that is harder i mean you're you're mm. really uh, i think it takes a bigger toll number of hours is maybe less but the intensity mm. is a little more so that mm. that uh, sort of you know uh, that opened up a few different uh, you know uh, elements in terms of mentally being a little more prepared backing up one day to another day uh, mm. getting a bit more faster in the swim bike and run meant that you had to really focus on form and technique I mean, you always have to but in this case uh, at some point unless you the next level of improvement will mm. come from better form better technique mm. not just running mm. harder so i think it uh, those help me uh, i would love to do some more olympic distance triathlons uh, but otherwise mm-hmm. i've spent a fair amount of time doing the full iron distance uh, i haven't done many right. 70.3s uh, i mean mm. i've done 22 full ironmans and i think five or six 70.3s so that's an area for me to maybe take mm-hmm. a bit more interest uh, in the coming years uh, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah i like the bigger ones uh, especially when you travel out and do a race uh, yeah. except for the registration costs which are a little different for half and full <laughs> the amount of money you spend yeah. traveling staying yes. doing the races the mm. same so for me i like doing what i love which is mm. the full land distance yeah does extra uh, attract you um for now no a lot of people have asked me mm. why haven't i done an ultraman yet i mean when i feel mm. like i will as of now i don't have the urge or the mm. inclination um uh, mm. uh, when i do focus on it i'll i'll go hard on it and i will i'd like to do that but for now i know that it means a lot more time mm. away from work and family also mm. the the kind of volumes that takes especially ultraman and things i uh, know i might yeah. be i might be uh, you know uh, on the we're always on the edge of pain and niggle and soreness but it doesn't yes. have to never go yes. into injury mode right so i feel mm. i might be a little more risk uh, uh, on that front so i'm just trying to yeah. stay away but for mm. now that doesn't attract me no, more than mm. it doesn't attract me the same with uh, extra and things maybe at some point uh, mm. for now uh, yeah, i just want to get better at you know and man want to run another yeah. i want to do a few marathons i never did i mean after running and then triathlon came in for a number of mm-hmm. years i hardly did any just marathons you know just straight marathons okay. i had a right, right. goal for boston and i had to sort of you know use a time window between ironman races and i remember doing mumbai and uh, doing the mm. 301 uh, I, i wish i i mean I, i wanted to go under 3 and i couldn't so and then mm-hmm. after 6 months did another race and managed to go under 3 hours so i would love to do another yeah. marathon mm-hmm. uh, a few more running events maybe you know at some stage yeah yeah uh, mm. to because running was always my first love so i think i'd love to go back and do some plain running for a few wonderful the im 70.3 goa uh, that took place last year i think it was uh, 
it was the first event uh, for iron man in india but it was also among the very few events uh, which saw the maximum number of first time participants yeah. um so how was that experience in uh, holding it yeah i mean it was a it was a that, that day came together uh, in lots of ways and a lot of people helped me and it took a number mm. of years i mean right through from chasing iron man in my very early days of 2013 yeah. 14 15 to telling mm. them to even look at india you know forget you know, mm. it's not about even having a trying to get a yeah. discussion going and then slowly mm. letting them know how india is getting ready and how you know, i'm a coach mm. there are a few more people now who are into triathlon hey look there are a few more indians doing yeah. the sport so mm. you know i really have to go back to those sort of uh, that that all those things slowly came together and then uh, for us to really do the event in india meant you know government support to community yes. support to a lot of things mm. uh, so it mm. was a massive project uh, and uh, it took a lot out of me and my team i think mm. uh, remember 2017 after i did an ironman 2018 and 19 i i didn't do any ironman distance i just did some itu races and uh the mm, thing mm. but pretty much 2018 and 19 i didn't do any ironman races uh just kept myself reasonably active and fit that's about it so all the effort mm. went towards finding the res- finding the right city and finding out the right mm. course safety mm. and you know going through multiple iterations with ironman with the government with so many other right. departments and putting mm. together that event so mm. i think it was uh Yeah, it was a very very special day october 20th 2019 we'll never forget that uh yes getting uh, iron man to india and to actually see you know thousand people you know we sold out the event in like in a month's time in 28 days and mm-hmm. as you said uh, we had so many first timers uh there were so many people who wanted to do iron man and it it is a cost of traveling outside the country logistically schedule wise and all that so we wanted to give that yes. opportunity to people here and put up our own race in mm. our own backyard so as to speak mm. and mm. Uh, so me and my team are very happy and proud of getting that there and also it has triggered uh, you know a lot more interest in the sport a lot more people right that was the main goal my goal was to develop Absolutely. the sport of triathlon in india and one of the ways is to get ironman to india but the other way is to train mm. and coach and build up an academy and lots of things but i knew mm. getting ironman mm. to india would would be one of the biggest impact Uh, it would have absolutely two people mm. and uh, and it's early days still and i know it will it'll continue to be a very small sport in the bigger sporting calendar yeah. but yeah uh, we mm. believe uh, it has made a huge difference and people will go back to mm. that as a key milestone in the years to mm. come so i think uh, ironman came into the maximum news in india when uh, milan soman did it for the first time and i think after that it's uh, the ironman goa which took place yep. so yeah these are two historic events which took place in indian iron uh, triathlon history and i'm sure a lot more events uh, take place over here uh, that will promote the sport and uh, more people will come to participate uh, in such events um so we are coming to the end of the episode and i have few questions for you a sure. uh, few many three questions not much and uh, we have we are introducing a new segment for uh, from this episode and that is sprint to the finish <laughs> and it's uh, it's nothing but a rapid fire so i want to begin with the first question so what's your go to snack when you hit the road 
No, I think when I go out, I think it's usually fruits and nuts. And mm-hmm. uh, if I can cook and bake something on my own, I would carry it. But otherwise, you know, I like I like mm. peanuts, and I can mm. end up eating too much of them actually. So I'd have to keep an eye out. But that and mm. fruits uh, mm. any day. Um, keep munching. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Your favorite from the three uh, that is running, swimming, and cycling, and why? Oh, running because I think that's what I started out with, and mm. and triathlon is still a I I believe it's a runner's sport. I, what I mean by that is, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it's a running event with preconditions. You know what I mean by that? You need to swim three point eight and ride one point eighty, but it'll come down mm. to the run, right? If you really look mm. at all the sort of the best finish times, people still have mm. to have a really good run time. There will be a f- couple of definitely great people who have had a phenomenal bike and hold on to it types. but really mm-hmm. i feel running is there and i love running and it's nice to yeah. have uh, finished the race on a high types on a thing which you like hmm five routes that you suggest our listeners to race on obviously i've had very limited things from actually personally racing but i think new zealand stands out in terms of the crowd and the atmosphere mm. and obviously mm. a great country that really stands out obviously if you have an opportunity of Kona, Hawaii, and all that—nothing like it. But uh, given yeah. that there is a bit of a condition, and you know there is a, there is a few steps to getting there, but the other ones are mm. open. I would say New Zealand stands out for me. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a really good one for us to look at. Uh, Malaysia is a hot race and things, but I've done Malaysia, and it still is a it's a good race. for me. It's beyond the race, the country, and the other things around yeah. it of making a holiday out of it is important. I think mm. uh, you know that's something which stands out. uh obviously i'm not i'm not raced too many in um, i'm not raced at all i would say in the us and the europe uh but mm-hmm. from what i hear uh, uh, i think uh, switzerland they've changed a bit of the route now unfortunately but uh, the switzerland one is a good one uh but if mm-hmm. i have to pick five i would say obviously you know new zealand kona uh kane's is an amazing race one of the best bike courses and the view Uh, obviously yeah. we won't have time to watch the view and uh, appreciate mm. it we're, we're cycling away <laughs> but uh, yeah. one of the best bike courses uh, i think uh, with respect to it with respect to ironman canes so you know those mm-hmm. would be the three uh, i'm sure there's a fourth and a fifth uh, somewhere in europe and us uh, hearing from people who have trained uh, i think you know there are a bunch of them in uh, in, um, in 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 europe uh, maybe you know the one in denmark and sweden Uh, some mm. of those uh, nordic countries have some really good ones uh, definitely worthwhile going there uh, lake placid uh, or the anman canada i think i'll, I'll pick canada over lake placid anman uh-huh. canada looking at the route and uh, talking to people who have done the race and canada being such a beautiful country that's on my list so uh, yeah i think anman canada really stands up wonderful which is your next race my next race is in port macquarie uh, close to sydney uh in may and then mm-hmm. kona uh if all goes well with respect to schedule and time so right now uh looking to do something before kona uh but, mm-hmm. but otherwise um, uh primarily focusing quite heavily on the work element and starting to work on getting some investment into your ska and a lot of things happening so obviously focusing more on that and right. little less on uh, on races mm-hmm. as such Hmm hmm hmm. I can see a lot of events taking place in Australia that you get access to. 
Yeah, we've been lucky because uh, one mm. the season th- th- this is how the season starts, right? So it's one of those. See, mm. US is almost ending up its racing season. Europe's also ending mm. up, right? So unfortunately, mm. the COVID uh, bore the brunt of it and didn't manage anything. But Australia, yeah. the next season, the races start in you know April, May, June, mm. also on mm. and so forth. Mm. And because it's months away, the events are filling yeah. up, selling out, and. Uh, mm. Local triathlons happened. You know, there was a triathlon last Sunday or yesterday, which happened in Harvey oh, Bay, wow. about hundred, um, three hundred kilometers from here. Very popular mm. event in Australia. So, uh, a lot of events opening up uh, Australia and Oceania in general. Uh, Australia, and New Zealand mm. seasons really mm-hmm. opened up, uh, and hopefully, mm. Europe and US also are following suit very soon in the coming months. Wonderful. And on that note, I would like to thank you for uh, taking out time, being a part of Hit the Road, and sharing your experiences. I'm sure uh, the listeners had a great time listening to you. Uh, any closing notes that you would like to give us? Ah, uh, Rohan, thanks, thanks a lot, and uh, you know, hoping everyone is you know uh, staying safe, keeping well during these challenging times. And I wish everyone uh, you know uh, the best of luck in what they're doing, and to uh, do take care of yourself. And you know, uh, continue to make small changes, whatever it may be, uh, and just make mm. those uh, sustainable habits. And you uh, know, uh, keep getting fitter, keep getting healthier, and stay safe. All right, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have anything to say to us, make sure you DM us on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Tekken Rohan, and uh, hit the road pod. That's our page handle. So make sure you DM us. Uh, let us know what you thought about this episode in the comments. And if you are listening for the first time and I have not yet subscribed to the podcast. Uh, do subscribe we are there everywhere uh, our website that is eplog.media slash hit the road geo seven apple podcast ghana spotify uh, you name it and just subscribe to get notified about the next episode i'll be back very soon with another interesting episode on a lot of things about triathlon and cycling till then goodbye